attempt number eight at this intro. Episode 73 of Just Because the Human Experience Podcast. I had on, my guest was, that means the same thing, um, Desiree, aka Merch Mom. She sells a lot of stuff. She's an artist, even though she might feel uneasy about being called that. Um, you can find her stuff on MerchMomAZ.com. And you can follow her on on Instagram at MerchMom. She blew my mind. No, uh, with her journey to becoming an artist, um, being a mom and balancing her art and being a parent and her family. We also get into mental health, which um, update on my life. I've started going to therapy again, which we'll see how that goes. Um, I talk a little bit about it in the episode. Um, but it was really great to see someone um, valuing their mental health and valuing their art. It was very cool, too, to hear how much she loves Phoenix, because you don't really hear that a lot, especially during the summer, because, my God, it is hot outside. It's hot inside, too. Um, so I really appreciate her spending her time. Um, again, follow her on Merch Mom on Instagram, MerchMomAZ.com for all her stuff. She has really cool things. And next paycheck, that's what I'm doing because um, I don't think I can overdraft again. I wonder how good this mic is because Hiccup's been licking himself right next to me this whole time. Maybe it's a good thing that you can't hear that. Enjoy the episode. So I'm here with uh, Desiree. Please tell me that's your name. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Cool. You I just it, I like, said I'm here it. with Suzanne. I'm it's Suzanne. Like, wait, no, I'm Desiree. I'm Kyle. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. I got it so wrong. Can I cut? Can I curse? Can I? Yeah, no, can I? Can I? What? Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, I I can curse, okay. and you also can curse. Okay, great. You get four curse words. Fuck yeah. Especially since oh, that's one. Um, especially since it's Sunday. Um, no. Um, how are you? I'm good. Yay. I'm good. Um, I know we were just talking a little bit about the weather and how yeah. hot it is. I it's think. death. Yeah. It's um, nice being in this room because it's a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh, it's, uh, we were talking about earlier, like my son will want to go out and uh, I have three dogs and one of them is a puppy puppy. Like she's <laughs> one, yeah. but she's 40 pounds. And so she has a lot of energy and um, they always want to go out. But I can't just let her out and just be inside. She mm-hmm. needs to play. So she I have to stand out there throwing at 115 degrees. Um, <laughs> and it's terrible. And, uh, even my students, too, they'll get a little uh, cabin crazy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. want to go out. Yeah. And then five minutes later, like, we want to go in, Michael Lobo. <laughs> I go, no, too bad. We're staying out here. This is uh, what you want. I'm in the shade. You want to play soccer? No, I'm staying. I'm staying here. <laughs> Um, how's your weekend going? It's good. It? It's really good. Um, I didn't do anything. Actually, that's a lie. Oh. So I have a friend who's a teacher. Already started with a lie. Let yeah. me write this down. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a friend who's a teacher, and she just moved schools. And so um, 
I am helping her decorate her classroom oh, now. Oh, fun. Which I'm so excited yeah. about. So my thing right now has been paper flowers. Perfect. Yeah. So they're really cool. I might be a little biased, though, because I'm making them. Yeah. Um, but I love it. So she had said, sent me a message, and she said, hey, this is my classroom. What should I do? And I was like, girl, I got you. Yeah. Let me make whatever you want. And so I've kind of been, I've taken that on, and um, so that's been my weekend, which is exciting. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. how my my teacher work days are this Thursday and Friday. Uh-huh. So I got to clean the whole room. I'm terrible at drawing. How did you get into art? How did I get into Let's art? Let's do that. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so I've been into arts and crafts ever since I was younger. Like okay. I cannot ever remember a time when I wasn't into it. Um, I do remember when I was really young, my aunt would entertain all of the um, nieces and nephews during the summer and she would do arts and crafts with us. So we would make cookies or we would like make just like color and different things and I loved it and I was like, why can't summer be like this all the time? I don't want just two weeks, I want every day. But of course my aunt's like a working mom, right? And she's like, I've had enough of you all, like go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so I've just, I've always loved it and it kind of went from there and I never called myself an artist because I feel like it's one of those things where I am um, imposter syndrome, right? <gasps> it's like, I can't call myself an artist. Do you know how many people I would offend? Like, there are so many great artists out there and I'm just a person who likes doing arts and crafts. Like, yeah. that's not me. And so um, I don't think it was until a year after I started my business, which I started my business two years ago and that I was like, okay, maybe I am an artist because people keep calling me that and I should just really take that in and accept it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I did that and the business part, it really just kind of came out of the blue. It was just like born. Yeah. Um, So an artist, I'm I'm freshly new at that, but I... I just love what I do and I love the things that I can create and I love creating things for other people and I love to see their expressions right? mm-hmm. it's like you like this oh my god good that makes me so happy right like cool you're gonna pay me but I want to see the happiness and the joy in your face when you get the product that you wanted yeah so it just I don't know it yeah. makes me happy I think that, that means you're an artist then <laughs> yeah. yeah I think yeah, is that what an artist is? I, as the as the the god of the dictionary, yes. No, um. So whenever I would be in plays and acting, um, and I, I had that second guessing too, like oh, I, I just kind of do this. I'm not. I, I had I was weird calling myself an actor, um, until the I'd have some plays and people would say, oh, you were so funny, or God, I hated you. I wanted you to die. Like, um, and that was my dad. He didn't even see the play. No, um. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. No, um, uh, but yeah, that that uh, it's like that visceral reaction to what you you make, and yeah. I, I think if you can awake awaken something out of somebody with arts and crafts or acting or a song or whatever, I I think that I think that would count. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's the interview. That's no. Um. That was perfect. Um. Where are you from? I'm from Phoenix. Oh my I am goodness. born and raised. Me too. Yeah. Apparently yeah. we're not. Apparently we're rare. Are we cousins? That's I probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you hang out at Mekong Plaza? No. Um, so you're born and raised here in uh, Phoenix. You're not used to the heat. 
Uh, where did you go to high school? So um, I went to high school out at Cesar Chavez, but okay. I grew up in downtown Phoenix. So downtown Phoenix is my, this is my hood. This is my area. This yeah. is my home. These are where, this is where my roots are. So I grew up on seventh between Seventh Avenue and Fifteenth Avenue in the Roosevelt Van Buren yes. area, and so I'm familiar with that entire area going towards Sixteenth Street and Roosevelt. And so for me, seeing Phoenix grow into this mm-hmm. completely different thing, you know, it's taken on its own life. It's been really amazing. Um, when I was younger, we would walk to school from home, and do you know where Chiba's is? It's like Fifth Avenue, and it's Fifth Avenue and Fillmore. It's okay. It's a great little pizza place. This this little um, neighborhood is so cute, and it's so wonderful. And when I was younger, we would walk by it. It was like, hurry up and walk faster because oh, we're not going to. Yeah. yeah. And so now to see how beautiful it is, I love it. I love my city. I love Phoenix. I love everything about it. And so that also kind of ties into Merch Mom and mm-hmm. the things that I make and create and I sell. It's it's all about my roots. It's all yeah. about what I love. And um, I love my city and I love Arizona and so that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. That's awesome. <laughs> I I love that because uh, and I think I think that's changed recently but it's always been oh fuck Phoenix. Like it <laughs> god fuck this city. Like it's just terrible and yeah. it's yeah not so recently especially on Roosevelt where um the these places that really uh harness like an artist's energy and um I just think people are sort of waking up more mm-hmm. uh, to it and mm-hmm. embracing Phoenix as a city, which is really great because yeah. we're one of the largest cities. Because uh, you always hear about, you know, LA, Chicago, New York, but um, it, it's really amazing the, the beauty that's that's mm-hmm. here. And to hear to hear you talk so highly, I love mm-hmm. that. Um, and my wife and I were going through through your shop online oh, and nice. there's, yeah, girl, we're gonna buy something. We just gotta <laughs> wait till payday. Like, we had to buy diapers, it's too hot. Like, I know. Um, so there's yeah you have a lot of uh influences mm-hmm. uh, especially with the arizona um the state symbol what i especially love what i got a huge kick out of um and i want to know where does this come from like you have the shirt that says um shed walls don't uh don't build them mm-hmm. um and then also the anything you can do i can do bleeding mm-hmm. and uh you have like a fuck politeness journal which I love I journal so I'm like I just found my next journal because I, I don't buy a new one until I'm done with the one I'm writing in you're better than so, me I start journals like no one's business and you don't finish them ever damn yeah where are they where like I'm gonna go find I'm just like where do you have them still yeah they're all over my house I'll have one in the living room and I thought oh I need a I'm gonna use this for my mind space and you know what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and then all of a sudden I'm writing like my grocery list and chicken scratch on it and then I have one in my bedroom and I I thought well I'm gonna use this to write down my dreams and then now I don't even know what it's used for so I have so many oh, no. I know I know and I'm so terrible but I Journals. You tried. Yeah. yeah. But it's there. You didn't it's throw there. it away. So, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not like, yeah. Exactly. They still exist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited about that. But where does the, I guess the bluntness come from? Like the, the fuck politeness, I think, is one of them. Like where, where does that come from, that oomph yeah. to just put that on a shirt or mm-hmm. on a journal and then sell it? Like yeah. where does that? Um, so I love podcasts. Yeah. Um, Yay. 
I do love podcasts, and so a podcast that I listen to is called My Favorite Murder, and Ooh. I'm super into true crime, and it's these two women from uh, California, and it's a comedy true crime podcast, and so they're really funny, um, and one of the, the conversations they were having um, was talking about, as women, we tend to be overly polite so if there's a guy mm-hmm. who's harassing you you know whether it's out in public or wherever this guy is harassing you you politely will turn him down because you don't want to hurt his feelings even though this guy might be crazy batshit right like some asshole we're polite about it and so finally it's like you don't know what this guy is capable of and it's not even just a guy just you don't know what this person is capable of and so Fuck politeness. Yeah. Who cares about his feelings or who cares about their feelings? You don't know this person. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves. And so as a woman, you know, it's one of those things where that's right. Fuck politeness. I'm not going to just be polite to someone I don't know when I have this tingling sensation that tells me run. Mm -hmm. And so that's where fuck politeness comes from. Um, I think I've always been a little bold and out there. I'm not one to kind of, I'm not one to shy away from how I feel and tell people what I'm thinking. And so having fuck politeness on my journals, on my t-shirts or anything, it really is a representation of who I am as a person. And so I think that also goes back to merch mom as an individual. I will create things that I love that represents who I am as a person. Um, So I like to think that I'm, you know, cute and charming and sweet, but also sassy and doesn't give a shit about what other people think. Hence the fuck politeness part of it. So merch mom, anything that you see on my store, out in the public, out on my um, Instagram, it really is a little piece of who I am as a person. You know, Merch Mom is, I always refer to Merch Mom as like a third person. So Merch Mom is Desiree and Desiree is Merch Mom. And so it's just, it's me. That is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really uh, caught our eye when we were looking at the stuff. It's it's just so obviously personal and it's (laughs) not trying to be... Uh, trendy or pandering mm-hmm. uh, to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Yay! That is really cool. Um, have you ever been stuck, like when you when you're trying to come up with a design or an idea, and have you ever gone halfway and just maybe trashed the idea or it became something else? Absolutely. There have been so many different things where I think, you know what? I like this saying. I. I can't think of anything off the top of my head um, where I thought this is going to be great on a t-shirt and I'll make it. And I'm like, this is terrible. What was I thinking? And I also had, um, I guess it's similar to writer's block, Mm -hmm. um, artist block. And I just, I don't know what I want to create. It's it's at the tip tip of my tongue and I know I want to create something and I know I want to put something out there. And sometimes there's a little pressure of, I haven't put anything new out there. I probably Mm -hmm. should. And I feel like that doesn't help in my creativity process either. So I've definitely had those moments. And I think last summer, I didn't do anything at all. And um, I I really felt, I take it personal because I mean, it, it's my art, it's my creativity, it is who I am. And so not being able to put any out, anything out there was such a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, So I take meds for like antidepressant and anxiety. And so part of me was like, is it the meds? Am I just like not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So 
it just it kind of like my mind goes in a circle and it's just overthinking and then mm. I finally have to just let my mind be at ease and then I realize like the creativity will come to me when it's supposed to come to me and yeah. I shouldn't force it but again it's there's always that little bit of pressure of like having a business right and not putting anything new out there yeah. that makes me feel a little guilty and so I have to remember you I don't it's not about what I need to put out there. It's about what I want to put out there and what I like and what I'm comfortable with and what makes me happy. Everything I make and everything I put out is just, I like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it out there. You know, I don't, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing of saying that I don't cater to any one particular person demographic. It's what I like. And it's in yeah. a selfish way, I guess. But it really is what I like. I what am I going to wear? Will I wear this? Yeah. yeah. Then I'm going to make it. So, like, the shirt I have yeah. on today oh my. is my cool. Viva La Frida t-shirt. Yeah. You have, are they shot glasses? Um, I or? have shot glasses that are sugar skulls. And then I also have some um, stemless wine glasses that have a Frida That's sugar skull on it. Yeah. Girl. Because I broke a bunch of wine glasses. <laughs> and my wife is not cool with it. Um... And I, I relate to that, um, who do I cater to? Because when I started podcasting, one of the big things is, you know, what is your audience? Who are they? Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 don't, I don't think I have one particularly. Yeah. I just think if, if you as an artist find it interesting or you're into it, there must be other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're, we're just humans, right? But um, <laughs> we have all these experiences and... Something about, you know, that particular design touched you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just bound to touch someone else. Just because we're people and we, we connect on some sort of yeah. uh, level like that. Um, yeah. So you went from arts. So what made you decide uh, for the, the business to officially say, I want to do this as a, in a business way, not just for funsies? Yeah. So I was making a t-shirt for my ex. Um, So my partner at the time, um, she had her own brand. And so she said, hey, I want a t-shirt. And I thought, of course, I can make t-shirts. Like, absolutely. So um, I made three t-shirts, one for her, myself, and my daughter. And I, I love making things. Again, I loved seeing her face when I made the shirt and so I said hey you know what I can start a business I'm gonna I'm gonna be a mom who sells merchandise and I said I'm gonna be merch mom and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be merch mom I'm merch mom and so then it just it really just went from there and I thought I don't know anything about starting a business I don't know anything about putting content and creating things out there and so the excitement was there it's still there two years later um but it was it was terrifying actually going into it and making things again because it goes back to well are people gonna like what I'm making yeah. I like it but is it good enough to sell um, and so again I was just making things that I liked and things that really um, represented who I am and a friend of mine who owns practical art came to me and she said I really like your journals I want to sell them and I was like really my me what yeah really and so um it really went from there and I think that that pushed me a little to um be true to who I am and just create what I like and create um 
put me into merchandise and, and put it out there for everyone else to yeah. to enjoy as well. And so that's how it started. And it was in my kitchen and I was making a t-shirt on an ironing board and I was so excited afterwards when I was like, oh my God, I'm Merch Mob. And so immediately, immediately I was like, social media, I need to save this username, uh-huh. right? I need to like yeah. get my website. I trademarked it and did everything that I needed to do. And I just, I went on from starting my little business after that. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What, were the, what were some of the um, struggles um, starting a business? Financially, I mean, yeah. there's also there's of course the financial aspect of it and putting your own money into it, but it, it never really felt like um, I was wasting my money. It was, okay. it I didn't think of it as I was investing um, until maybe a while after, but it was just it was that struggle, right? It's like okay, I am budgeting all of this for my personal expenses, and then I was so giddy because I thought I have this much money for merch month. What am I gonna make? What am yeah. I gonna buy? How am I gonna? Um, and so also accepting failure, right? The things I was new at business and I had to make everything, and I and I still to this day I make things in my dining room or in my kitchen, and it's it's a trial and error, right? Like okay, I'm going to try this new thing. It's going to be so fantastic. And then when I get to it, it looks like shit and it's not working. And, you know, either I don't know how to use the materials that I'm using or it's just a really shitty idea. So accepting failure, mm. that was hard, I think. And I took it. It was a, a little bit of um, ego bruising. And so that sucked. Um, but now I'm just like, well, it doesn't work. So got to move on to the next one. Right. So failure was definitely a thing. And... Um, I didn't know how to put myself out there, right? I'm I, I'm a little I'm I'm outgoing, I'm outspoken, but also I'm shy. I'm definitely an introvert, and so having to put myself out there and promote my items, it was like I don't want to. People should just find me yeah. in my house and then like it. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way, and so my partner at the time was like, "Well, let's take pictures. We're gonna have to, you know, put this out there." And I thought. Taking pictures like for Instagram, God, that's such a waste of time. And so now, like now, I'm just like, can you take a photo of me? Like, I need to promote merch, mom. I need a photo. Yeah. <laughs> and so my daughter is so great. It's like I need to post something on Instagram, and I'll hand her my phone, and I'm like, can you take a couple pictures of me posing with this item? And she's just like, yeah. So now it's it's really Perfect. just been a um, getting help from a lot of people and just owning it. Yeah. Owning that shit. Own who you are. Own what you're doing. Just yeah. embrace it. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always... I, so when we do this and then I feel weird, I'm like, hey, you want to take a picture together? Like, I, I just feel so straight. And then even even posting it, I'm like, guys, listen, please. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, but I'm not there. I, I hope one day. But, um... So, spoiler alert, you're a mom. Um, <laughs> if no one's caught on yet, uh, 30 minutes, Surprise. 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. Um... Do you mind talking a little bit about being a mom and your daughter? Yeah, my my child is so great. She is so amazing. She is absolutely nothing like me, and it's so wonderful. So I pride myself on raising a child who is strong, independent, smart, um, aware of just, you know, whatever is happening in the community, and this feminist 
And it's so great and it's so fucking terrible because I'm raising this woman who has like her own thoughts, opinions, and ideas uh-huh. and is like strong minded and it's like, well damn. Yeah. This is biting me in the ass. But she's she's really, really great and she's a lot of fun and she's not into arts and crafts like me at all. Um but she'll support and she yeah. helps me and she's just so, so wonderful. So the other day I was, I'm, I was telling you I was making paper flowers and I wanted to get a good picture to post on social media and the lighting was terrible. And so I was like, um, hey, hon, come help me. I need your I need your phone and your flashlight. Can you come help me? And so yeah. we're in my dining room and I have the lights on and I have my camera and I'm using my flash. And so she's holding her phone and for 30 minutes I'm like, okay, move here. Okay, a little to your left. Wait, no, 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 go right. And so just yeah. like, you know, maneuvering her. But she's so sweet because she has patience and she just will help me. And she's so great. She's into sports. So okay, she's, that's what I was ask. Yeah, so she's, soccer is her thing. She loves soccer. She's been in club soccer for years. And um, I made a shirt that says, um, to wear to her games that says mom squad and I so saw, mom yeah. is a soccer ball and so I'll wear it to her games and initially she was like god you're so embarrassing but if I don't wear my shirt she's like why aren't you wearing your shirt oh get out of here oh my gosh it's like mm, I know you're embarrassed but you secretly you love like it like this yeah what's yeah. something um well you you said a little bit like how it's coming to bite you in the ass uh I'm curious because I you know, one of the things we were teaching our son is, you know, to say no. Like, mm-hmm. if a kid is picking on him, tell him mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And so he's really good at that now. He puts his hand on like, no! Yeah. Um, but now when I go, uh, eat some broccoli or eat, do something, he'll just look at me and go, <laughs> no! I go, fuck, damn it! No, you have to do this. No! And yeah. he'll run off laughing. Yeah. Um, do you have an example off the top of your head of... My daughter y- saying no. Yeah. That or the, the independence you've taught her and I guess the... Being thoughtful. Yeah. Um, So my kid, let's see. um, I think it's personal space, right? Um, She was trying on clothes for me recently, and... I, as a mom, I'll lift her shirt up just to make sure, like, her pants fit right around around her waist. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've always done that. And then recently she's like, I don't want you to do that. I don't like you invading my personal space. And I'm thinking, like, I'm your mom, yeah. child. But it's like, at the same time, I totally re- get, re- get it. I respect your personal space and, like, boundaries. Like, yeah. But I'm like, at the same time, can you make sure that your pants fit around your waist so we're not wasting money? And she's like, yeah, 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 I get it. But it's things like that, right, where she understands and she can say to people, even if it's me, like, don't invade my personal space. So I totally respect that on her end as well. And um, another example is last year... Um, she had this friend, and her friend was into different things, and her friend wasn't a good influence. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that I don't choose my daughter's friends, but I feel like I do have um, some kind of power in that, right? Because yeah. if her friend is not a, a good influence, then it, I try to steer her away from that without like actually making it obvious, <sighs> right? Yeah. And so... Um, but my daughter came home one day and she said, so um, my my friend and I are no longer friends because, you know, she is this person and I just don't feel like she's a good influence on me. And so I had to tell her, like, hey, I don't think we should hang out anymore because um, we don't 
um, like the same things. Plus, like, I feel like you don't respect who I am and you don't respect yourself. And so for her to be Dang, this seventh grader awesome. yeah. and aware, right, of who her friend is as an individual and, you know, come to that conclusion on her own of, like, um, I don't see you being a good influence on me as a person and just, like, breaking that relationship. It was so mind-blowing to me. Like, mind-blowing. I was just like, you said that? Like, for real, for real? And she's like, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, I think that's absolutely great. You know, you shouldn't have toxic relationship you shouldn't put yourself like you don't have to settle for a toxic relationship and the fact that she did that without any guidance from you know either parent was amazing so she she i i'm a bias because it's my kid but i really think she's a great kid i think she's really awesome and she's just she's great seventh grade i was dumb in seventh grade like that i could not have done i could not i could barely pull that off now right and i'm 57 Um, that's oh my god I hope I hope my son is like yeah that. but that's that's fantastic yeah. um, how were your parents because uh, you're a human being mm-hmm. um, when when you decided to to make this a part of your life the merch mom mm-hmm. were they supportive so I don't have the greatest relationship with my mother. Mm. Um, I don't have a relationship with my father at all. And so with my mom, I don't think she really, um, it didn't, it wasn't a thing, right? Me being crafty and me being artsy, um, it wasn't something that she really paid much attention to. And not in a, in a disrespectful way. It was just something that it was just like, okay, like, it was out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, even though it was like really, you know, this this big presence in my life. Um, so after I started Merch Mom and a year later, my mom, um, she was so sweet and she would come to me and she was like, hey, you're doing a really good job. And so for my mom to say that, I was just like, oh, like, wow, like you are paying attention, right? Yeah. You do see what I'm doing. And um, she's purchased multiple things for me and um i was over today at her house and we were talking about me coming on the podcast and she's like oh that's so great like we love merch mom and i was like oh so now my mom has been like you know after a while and like really um taking a look at it and paying more attention to it she's been really supportive and she's been so great about it and so she wants me to make her different things or yeah. she'll buy things that i'm selling i mean obviously not the fuck politeness part of it yeah oh well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but we have i made her a tumbler so i make um, different tumblers and so a rainbow i made a rainbow tumbler because again that's just part of who i am as a person and my mom bought it and she was like this is my favorite Tumblr ever. And I was just like, Mom. Heart exploded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was really, really sweet. So she she supports Merch Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Can your mom adopt me? No. Because um, even still now, uh, my mom will still say, you know, you can still be a nurse. I can't. No, I can't. It's too late. I've committed to too many things. Like, there's no way I'm going to be a nurse. Um, can you share a little bit about... Um, because you, you brought up that you, you're on meds or mm-hmm. you take meds. Yeah. Because um, I've recently started going well to therapy again. This mm-hmm. past week was my first session. Mm-hmm. Um, and mental health is, is just so... 
how it's portrayed in society, at least from what I see, is it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like you don't talk about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a be ashamed. Yeah. And especially when my when my mom found out that I was going to therapy years ago, um, it was just. But you're not crazy, Megan. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And it's. <laughs> um, could you share a little bit yeah. your experience? Yeah. So um, I have always, not always, but for a really long time, I have suffered with major anxiety and Mm. depression and um it wasn't until maybe two years ago that i actually went to see a psychiatrist and um i would say that my my partner at the time was a huge part of the reason why i went to see it she was like such a huge advocate for like mental health and Mm -hmm. you know seeking whatever it was that i needed and so at the time i was like no 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 i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i don't want to see no 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 you know again because there's this huge stigma out there that mental health is just it's just not a thing and it's all in your head and so i went and it was life-changing it's Mm -hmm. like why haven't i why didn't i do this sooner and so i was a little hesitant about it too because i felt like all of my creativity came from you know this person that i am whether it's just like one way or another um i didn't want to lose my creativity and i felt like being on meds was going to do that Mm -hmm. so i at the when i saw the psychiatrist i was diagnosed with bipolar too and so um Um, anxiety and depression and so being on meds for all of that has completely changed my mind or my life and I can't imagine not doing it and it hasn't affected who merch mom is at all like I thought it was gonna um it's just made my life better and so I don't shy away from mental health because it's so important. It's so important to me. And when my mom, I didn't tell my mom right away that I was seeing a psychiatrist um, because she's really old school. And so when she found yep. out I was on meds, she's like, just be happy. And it's like, yep. um, that's well, not how it I works. I haven't really tried that. <laughs> just be happy. Just be happy. Dang, I didn't try that. Dang, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so she she has a lot to learn when it comes to mental illness or mental health and so um for me it has been life-changing and i'm such a huge advocate and i try my like i do what i can to talk openly about it and so i was seeing a therapist and i finding a therapist is so hard right you have to connect with this person yeah it's so hard and so i was having problems finding someone that i could connect with and feel comfortable enough with to i mean obviously share my personal details of my life can i ask how many you went through i'm maybe five at least oh my goodness i've been through five different therapists yeah i'm on my third psychiatrist right now and so i posted something on in on facebook and i said hey, I'm looking for a therapist because I haven't found anyone that I can connect with. Um, does anyone have any recommendations or who do you see that you absolutely love? And so it was this huge thread of people just supporting and saying like, cool. hey, this is what I do and this is who I see. And it's so eye-opening, right? Like you, you don't, 
you don't know what you don't know, right? You mm-hmm. don't know who is suffering from what or what they are in their personal life. And so um, to see people come together in this one Facebook post and like be vulnerable for that split second, right? And not even for a split second because it's public. Yeah. It's out there. It's on the internet. It's on cyberspace. And yeah. so um, it's a huge thing, right? And I feel like more people when they have the courage and the strength to do that should absolutely embrace it because it's it's a huge part of life and um my fears about being on meds and not being creative and not being merch mom um just completely fell fell through the window and it's i i am merch mom i am who i am and being on my meds makes me who I am as a person. And yeah, so it yeah. feels it feels nice and I love it. And I just yeah. I can't imagine not being on meds because then I would be just a mess. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm happy and I feel good and I feel healthy. Yeah. Absolutely. I even the when I was sitting in the lobby on um, on Thursday waiting to be seen, uh, I still I still was in my head going, uh, uh you know what? I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm doing all right. I don't need. Do I, really I don't need, need therapy. Uh, this is a waste of time. Uh, and I was still doing it. And um, and this is my first uh, therapist. And so, how did you know? Because you said you went through a few. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the, I guess, the red flags? A little little tick in the box of just. Oh, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. This is. And so my my second session's on Tuesday. And I don't know how long it, because dating for me was terrible, but like how long into it do you go, yeah, we're going to break up. This is not going to, this is not going to work. Well, it's hard to know right away, right? When you're in a relationship, you have that honeymoon stage. Mm -hmm. And so going to this um, therapist was, um, was, was so great in the beginning. And so after a couple sessions, you... I didn't feel comfortable enough to talk about things going on in my life or share anything with this person because it felt like there was a wall. The worst experience that I had was I went to see a psychiatrist and, or excuse me, a therapist and I get there and she was late. So I suffer from like anxiety, right? I have anxiety about everything. And so Um, being there I'm like does she not want to see me is she not taking this serious you know I have all of these questions and I'm really taking it personal because I I want to see a therapist in my in my mind and for me I feel like I need to see a therapist and so it felt like um I wasn't my time wasn't one being appreciated which it wasn't but then on on the other level it's like well I, I need help and you're just you're not helping me like I want you to help me and so then we we get into our sessions and she's asking me questions which I get you need to you know right. have a little bit of background but the entire time she was on her laptop and it didn't feel personal and oh. it just didn't feel great I just felt like God, is this what an abusive relationship feels like? Because yeah. I am getting no love and attention, and I just like need someone to talk to and be able to open up to. And it just felt like a waste of my time. I mean, yeah. and I paid for it, so it felt like a waste of my money, right? Ooh, like, this was yeah. a waste of an investment. And so that was definitely a hard pill to swallow. And because of that one person, I gave up for a little while. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because. Right. 
how do I know the next person isn't gonna is gonna not gonna be that way? You know, what if they're the same way? So it really took a lot of um, um, going online and really just doing my research and finding someone. Um, I did. There was one person um, who I did see for a really long time, and she was really great. Um, but you know mental health and all of that is expensive it's a luxury i feel like it is such a luxury to have and you you cannot live in poverty and get the care that you need for mental health and Mm so um i got to a point where i couldn't afford it anymore and obviously my insurance wasn't going to cover it and i just thought oh my god i'm struggling so much and i can't get the help that i need this is terrible and so Unfortunately, we had to break up, you know, it was, it was really sad. And yeah. so um, uh, going back, when I was looking again to go back into therapy, I went towards her, but she's really, really great and she's worth every penny. Yeah. I just, you know, at the time I couldn't afford it. And so again, it was going back to, okay, back to the board. This is my budget. Mm-hmm. Who can I afford? You yeah. know, and what do I want to look for? So it's been such a... It's, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. There's, like, no right or wrong way or easy way to find a therapist. It's just like, ugh, well, okay, that didn't work, so now I have to go in this direction. Yeah, but yeah finding a therapist, it's it's hard. Even finding a psychiatrist, right, it's, yeah. it's difficult. Um, I have a new person, and I wasn't sure about her. Um, but she, she turned out to be wonderful. And my last, my first psychiatrist... Uh, she was like my first one so I was like this is so great and then I went to a second one and I was like wow she really wasn't that great and I absolutely love my new one yeah Yeah, now that I have some experience under my belt right and so um, the second psychiatrist she was so wonderful and I really felt like I was being heard and um, when it came to the dosage we I don't want to say played around, but we experienced or we experimented with um, the dosage and she really was great about listening to me and said, how did you feel? You know, it would go back Mm. a month later and it's, she would ask me, how did you feel on that? Do you feel like we need to increase it? You know, do you feel like you're good where you are? Tell me what you think. Like, I know I'm the doctor and I have the final say, but really you're my patient and I need to know like what your thoughts are and how you feel about it and I love that about her and she was yeah. so great and she made me feel comfortable every time I went in there right she she was a person and she had a family and she would talk about like oh my god I, I spilled coffee all over myself so if you see my pants are brown on one side yeah. and white on the other it's because of that and so it made me feel so comfortable to be in her presence and I wasn't just a patient. I was a human sitting in her office and someone who needed help. And she was there to listen and give me the help that I needed or guide me in the direction. So it was so wonderful. But then she moved to Scottsdale and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to Scottsdale. (laughs) It's like, stop leaving me. Um, But this new woman, she is really great. I, I feel really, I feel really good about it. Yeah. So it's, it's just learning it's you mm-hmm. know finding out what works for you and it's not um it's definitely not an overnight thing yeah. at all it's it's and i am so impatient that i'm like okay if i'm going to take these i want them to work tomorrow so mm-hmm. how do we make that happen and it's like mm, that's not how this works Desiree. 
take your time. Damn, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's where I, what I have to keep reminding myself is not to fully uh, judge her on just the first session. Mm-hmm. And it was like you said, it's the time of, well, we got to go through these stories and like for them to figure it out. And um, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with a, a dissociative identity disorder mm. and uh just trying to figure that out and then when she was doing the assessments with me mm-hmm. um they didn't tell me it was going to take an hour and a half mm-hmm. like session and i said i have to leave at five to get my son mm-hmm. so it's four forty. what Can is happening this up? <laughs> like, this, you have another hour I go, what excuse me what and um yeah so speed it up but uh and so then she goes well uh you have depression and uh yeah. you're very anxious also and i go okay well yes i know this we gotta go but yeah it's, it's just having that patience of we gotta work through it it's yeah. not just a magic stamp and yep. then i feel better yeah. um just so, be happy yeah just be happy why didn't i think of that uh just be a nurse um have you talked with your daughter about it because i i'm anticipating when my son is going to grow up one day and then i'm going to have to explain things mm-hmm. um is the conversation very open with your daughter? How much have you told her? Is it everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm extremely open with my daughter. Okay. Um, so when I did find out, I didn't tell her immediately um, because I was still learning about it myself and I didn't have all the answers and I didn't know enough to have, I didn't know enough to um, feel comfortable to have that conversation with her. And so as I learned more about um, being diagnosed with um, bipolar and the whole thing after a while I felt comfortable enough to say to have that conversation with her and so when I finally did and she's like okay and so I was like mm, that's, that's it and she was like yeah so she you know she asked a couple questions and um, the anxiety is real and so she knows like everything gives me anxiety and so she'll joke about it like why does this going to give you anxiety and it's like mm, you little sarcastic SOB um, but you she... better start running now because <laughs> yeah. I'm about to take the shoe off <laughs> I'm going to throw my oh chunkle at you yes <laughs> um no, but we do, and we have real conversations about it, and it's so great, and I feel, you know, we we have the mother-daughter relationship first. Like, that is our primary relationship. Um, but we're growing up together. I was a teenage mom, and so we literally are growing up together, and so um, we also have this friendship, and we feel comfortable enough to have real conversations about real things, especially now that she's growing up. And um, everything, there's so many different things portrayed in, in the media, especially like on TV. And um, so I felt comfortable enough to have the conversation with her and she feels comfortable enough to ask me questions about it. And, you know, someone at school, one of her teachers also was diagnosed with bipolar and the teacher was um, felt comfortable enough with her students to share her journey. And so Sam came home and she's like, guess what? Um, she's like, she'll, she'll talk to me and she's like, can I tell my teacher about, about you? And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. And so, um, she gets it. Um, I don't know if she gets it a hundred percent, but she feels comfortable enough to, to have the conversation and, and willing to, um, ask questions. So yeah. she's really great. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, um, did you have this weird bubble where, um, cause when I found, I mean, I've always known was wrong but I didn't know the name of it mm-hmm. um, and so then talking about it uh, was not happening like I wasn't <laughs> telling it I told like my two best friends yeah. um, and it sounds like now you're comfortable but was there a bubble of time where 
you you maybe didn't want to tell people because you didn't want to be oh she has this mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. um yeah there was a there was there was and i was terrified because even though i have this outgoing i don't give a shit what anybody thinks I do give a shit what people think, you know, there's this part of me that does. And again, mental health has the stigma surrounding it. And so it took me a little while to finally say, this is who I am and I'm okay with it. And Mm -hmm. if you're not okay with it, then are we really friends? You know, it questions, it makes you question the relationship that you have with that person. And so, um, slowly I started just being very open and blunt about it and, um, it's it's been great and people have been so supportive and no one's like ew really gross yeah it's just like okay cool what a terrible friend <laughs> wait well, that would suck so can you bad. imagine yeah so are we not uh, going to dinner or yeah. you think that's so gross? we're not gonna share the same plate then so okay. cool it's not that's not how it, it's not contagious yeah um when you brought up the throwing the chancla um <laughs> I, I was a mouthy teenager and um, my mom was sitting on the couch and I was uh, far away across the room. She goes, Michael, what the fuck did you say to me? And just in a fluid motion reach and then whap. But I dodged it and my little brother was behind me and he got hit in the face. And then I got beat for that because I was like, but you hit him. Um, Sorry, that was just what popped Moms have the best, like, oh my God, they can... Yeah. hit a bullseye like no one's I mean they are so great at that it's yeah like, they are yeah um how was uh, so you brought up you were a, um a team mom yeah uh, how was what was your so support system like my support system oh my gosh um because I didn't have a great relationship with my mom growing up Um, It was really hard. And so my daughter's father and his family have been my biggest support system. Um, He and I have a great relationship. We co-parent well. Mm -hmm. We have such a great parenting relationship. Um, So his family and specifically his mom have just been so amazing to, you know, myself and my daughter. And I'm, I, I hate to say that I'm lucky that I have a father, um, my child's father in my life who was so amazing and so helpful. Um, and I say that I hate to say that because it should be a thing. It should be a normal thing, right? right. If parents are no longer together, um, the animosity that they hold towards each other, it just it's not good for anyone in that situation, especially the child. And so um, for us, it's always been what is best for our kid. How can we work together to make sure that our child has what she needs and how can we give her the things that she wants? You know, having that balance. And so we've, we've always just worked so great. He's married and his wife is fantastic. And yeah. they have two kids together now. And so I absolutely adore their child. Um, and so whenever... Um, my daughter's at her dad's house. She'll FaceTime me, and she'll have the kids in the background. And so I'm just Yay. like, hi, guys. Oh, my Aww. God, you're so cute. And so it's so awesome to have them as my support system. And um, I actually moved recently from downtown Phoenix to Glendale, and I moved to Glendale to be closer to um, my oh, child's father and yeah. to the school that she's going to because 
like I said, they're so wonderful and they are so helpful. Mm-hmm. And it really just helps build the family relationship, our family dynamic. It's not what people would say normal, but it's our normal and it's right. our thing and it, it works for us. And so, um, you know, growing up and having to grow up with your child is been a struggle but it's also been a really great learning experience for me would i do it again probably not (laughs) yeah no and my daughter she's so funny she's really sarcastic and so she'll say was i a mistake and it's like "Mm, do you want me to honest answer that honestly yeah but i'll tell her no you weren't a mistake you just came at the wrong time and so Mm. um yeah it's it's great it's hard being a teenage mom because it's like i need an adultier adult right now because that's just not me and you know, having to figure, and I think at any age, though, parenting, ooh. it's such a struggle. Yeah. It's so hard. It's like, ooh, am I doing this right? Should I be doing yeah. that? Are they breathing? I, yeah. What's I'm happening? I'm feeding my kids McDonald's again I, because I yes! don't want to make dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh. Just eat the chicken nuggets and we're fine. But They'll stop crying if you give them a cookie. Just give them the cookie. <laughs> There's so much sugar. I don't care. Just, I don't care. Oh, my Just God. Just give it to them. Just, Just give, give it, it to them. them. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um... Yeah, I yeah. with with the co-parenting, I have, you know, I I do parent-teacher conferences, mm-hmm. and uh, a few of my kids are um, the parents are separated, mm-hmm. um, and it's great to hear that it's it's going really well mm-hmm. with you all, because it's super sad when I talk to them separately, and there's just such animosity, mm-hmm. but then they they don't think that that feeds mm-hmm. down to the child. It does. The child knows, like, they just know. how you talk to them or how you drop them off or um, how you talk about the other, the other parent. parent. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, and then, so, no, that just makes me happy. Yeah, that and makes, yeah. that's the thing, too, is we will n- we don't speak ill of the other parents. Yeah. And so if Sam is in trouble at her father's house and she's done something bad there or naughty there, um, then he will call me and we'll have a conversation. And so it's always like, well, which one of us is going to punish her? And it's like, mm, one, two, three, not it, right? Oh, my you know? nose goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so sometimes, you know, being in two different homes she'll try and like <gasps> manipulate uh-huh. us or work okay. us against each other and it's like girl we were not born yesterday right. you know we're just gonna have a conversation about right. you um but she tries so I'll, I'll have to give her you know a little bit of credit for that but um yeah she's she's a kid right she's yeah, gonna yeah, try yeah. and get away with whatever she can yeah so um but yeah it's 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 good and it's it's working how yeah, it's it supposed to work like, yeah. for us and um she i we you know being a teen mom it's i i feel like we came out lucky you know we have such a great kid we um didn't end up in the worst situation right and it's it's been easy and i love that it's easy and i love that it's working for us and so I'm really thankful for the relationship that we have, all yeah. of us, right? Yeah. His his wife now, we get along, and I have all the respect for her. And So for Mother's Day, um, I'll text her, and I'm like, thank you for being such a great mom to, to our Sammy. And, yeah. Um, I'll say, like, our Sammy, our, you know, yeah. everything, because we it is ours, you know. Yeah. That's, she's part of her life, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Our little family. Uh, yeah. 
Um, can I be in your family? No, um... <laughs> Come over for I, dinner. I hate my dad. No, um... Uh, <laughs> sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. Sorry, not sorry. Um, did I see it right on the website? You said, uh, like, custom... Wait, I think I have it. Where you said uh, we can ask for stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a request... Personalized items. Yeah. Have you ever had a request where... Maybe, I don't know if you've ever fully rejected that too, if you've ever been like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, or you've had to sort of negotiate, ah, uh, this is probably what's going to be more appealing. Or do you just, uh, here's a request, okay, I'll do it. I think it's dumb, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, where do you fall or what um, is yeah, the new experience? So, there, so the... Um, Anything you can do, I can do bleeding. So I made those shirts for a friend who had started this initiative. It's called Go With The Flow. Okay. And so what she was doing is she was um, asking people to donate feminine hygiene products so she could donate to schools um, because sometimes there are girls in school who, you know, their family can't afford feminine hygiene products. So they're yeah. going to school and they're using toilet paper. No one should have to do that. Yeah. I know. It, it, no one should have to experience that. So she's donating these feminine hygiene products. And so she came up with the shirt idea. And um, I, I was so glad to work with her. And anyone who purchased a T-shirt, that T-shirt, um, a portion of the proceeds would go to her, her initiative mm. to help, you know, fund um, the uh, feminine hygiene products. And so um, she asked me to make a shirt. And I can't remember what it said. But I think it had something to do with the uterus. And I was so hesitant about it because... Um, being having the label female, not all females have a uterus, mm. right? And so it didn't feel inclusive. And so um, I I was really hesitant about it, about it. So I had to have the conversation, and it wasn't like I'm not doing this because it's not an inclusive thing. It was hey. Do you think this? You know, asking her the questions. So maybe she'll come to the realization um, before I have to, like, turn it down entirely. Um, but we eventually came to it together. And, um, you know, being inclusive and having that representation, it's everything. It's so important to so many people. And I don't ever want to make anyone feel like what I do or what I make isn't for them because mm -hmm. it is it is for you it's for everyone it's if you like it and this is for you cool great but I and if you don't like it and it's not your thing that's great too but I don't want you to not like it because it's not something that's isn't inclusive or isn't diverse enough yeah. right so that's always been my thing and so having that conversation was a little uncomfortable and it was hard but it was it was really important to me and again because it goes back to this is who I am. This is a representation of me. <clears throat> and making sure that I am representing the community as a whole and however I feel like I can is so important. So that was that was difficult. Um, but that was really the only thing that I could think, that I can think of right now that was just like, ah. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. No. Yeah, right. No, I, don't, I can't. I can, but I'm not gonna, you know. So it was... I was glad that I had the conversation. And so there was this other, oh, I guess I do have another one. Um, there was this business um, and they sell um, um, Mexican inspired art, but 
it was owned by a woman who is um, Caucasian and it didn't feel authentic. And so she loved Merch Mom items and I just didn't feel comfortable enough to have my items at her store because it didn't feel like it was inclusive or Mm. authentic and genuine. And so that was another difficult thing for me to have because it was like someone wants to have Merch Mom items in their store and they're going to sell them and that's great and I'm going to make more money. But is it worth it? Is my integrity, you know, that integrity of the situation worth it? And so it was like, it's not. So I had to pass on that um, opportunity as well. So it's, it's representation. It's, you know, diversity, inclusion, and, you know, everything. So it's, it goes back to, it's who I am as a person. And if it doesn't, if I don't, if I'm not jiving with it, then it's probably, the answer is probably no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell everybody while I load this um, <laughs> where where people can find your stuff Absolutely. and follow it? Go for it. Do it. Yes. <laughs> so Merch Mom is on Instagram and it's at Merch Mom, M-E-R-C-H-M-O-M. And so we're also on Facebook, again, Facebook slash um, Merch Mom. And then my website, which I'm so terrible at. I feel like I should update my website. Um, but it's uh, www.merchmomaz.com. Um, but I do a lot of my sales through Instagram, surprisingly, okay. yeah. um, which is probably why it's more updated than the website. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> why can't the two just like work why can't together? They just flow into. <laughs> I'm posting it on Instagram. It should be automatically on the website. I'm sure there's a way to do that. I know. I feel like I wouldn't know. Yeah. Don't me ask. I'm a nurse. Um, so then we, I usually end, I say we, like, it's me and the mic, um, end every episode with uh, just sort of more random questions. Yeah, go okay. for it. Uh, what website do you visit most often? Ooh, um, I am so obsessed with true crime. Yes. So it's probably murderpedia.com. Murderpedia. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of true crime. Like, it's a bunch yeah. of true crime, um, popular murders that have happened, and serial killers. And um, What are you drawn to about that? What am I drawn to? Probably the mental <laughs> health part of it, but okay, then also yeah. um, how people can do that. Yeah. Right? Like, how do you do that? How do you just, a sober person, sane mind, like, you know, seemingly a sane mind, go out and do that? Right? And so, like, I was, I started the Ted Bundy Chronicles, I think it is, on Netflix. And Mm. he was such a charmer and so handsome. And the fact that he did all of these things, it's disgusting. And so when I started it, it was interesting, but it felt very like we were giving him too much power. And he loved the spotlight of being able to say like, yeah, I did this and I got away with it for so long. So I was like, "Mm, nope, like we need to listen to the victims, you know, their survivors stories, but it's just the gruesome details that I like. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that morbid stuff. Yeah. I like cute and fun stuff, but like morbid, morbid. Nope, too late. You already went I know. With, I love morbid cute, stuff. You can't just slide in cute, <laughs> cute, furry, fluffy things. Uh, it didn't a, work. No, it didn't work. It did not work at all. <laughs> um, yeah, with, so I, I majored in uh, psychology and theater, but Ooh. we would learn about all those things that kind of make, yeah. um, 
killers or whoever just tick yeah. and so now when these things pop up on the news mm-hmm. and just everyone around me is like fuck that guy let him burn mm-hmm. I'm like he probably went through childhood trauma guys mm-hmm. like he was probably molested like yeah. and, I, and I'm not that I'm trying to justify it mm-hmm. but th- there's just this other thing of just this person went through stuff that led them unfortunately to where they are mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's, Not that it's an excuse, but... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's something real. there. Yeah. And and to think if... Going back to mental health, if if he had the resources to go see a therapist, it might have changed. Or if he got medication to these things, um, it might have changed. Which sucks that um, mental health... Uh, is so expensive yeah. right I, I think it I think everyone should go even mm-hmm. just to vent mm-hmm. to somebody mm-hmm. um, and then if medicine of course they would need it too but uh, we go to the dentist or we go to the doctor mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um, yeah I meant it should be yeah um, I was not... just listening to my favorite murder on the way here and the story they were telling was the McDonald's massacre that happened I think in 1984 86 or something it was a really long time ago, and this guy suffered from mental illness, and he called this therapy hotline and said, hey, I'm having some problems, I need help. And so the receptionist said, okay, I'm gonna have a doctor call you in the next hour. He waited literally by the phone, is what his wife said, for two hours, and they never called him back. Oh, no. So then he went on a shooting spree at McDonald's and killed 20-something people. Yeah. yeah. So not that it's an excuse that these people didn't call him back, right. but like it's so real, right? When you're putting yourself out there and you're in this vulnerable situation, being rejected sucks, yeah. right? Again, it's not an excuse, but like, gosh, you just wonder, like, have they called back? Yeah. yeah, that would have turned out. Mm-hmm. So fluffy things. No, so uh, fluffy I'm things. Yeah, baby. nope. Too late. Nope. Too late. Um, <laughs> what's something that you're self conscious about? My voice. <laughs> really? Oh my so god! Decided to I do am a podcast. Go- yeah, no, I am I'm not kidding. excited. I'm not listening to this after. Um, but yeah, my my voice, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, it, How is it for you though, listening I to your voice? It. I hate it so much. So uh, it, it's a big thing that. Um, you know, you should you should listen to your episodes to to kind of get better and take mm-hmm. notes. I can't stand my voice at all. So Same. then, and then my wife will listen to it and then give me notes. Um, but sometimes she's listening to it as I'm washing dishes, and I could hear me. And I go, "Don't do that now. I can't. I can't hear me. I, it's disgusting." She goes, "You need to hear yourself." Uh, I can't, why? Why do I need it? I should just do I do I need to? Um, yeah. So I understand the voice. Yeah, the I just voice. Just don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's another thing. I'm like with acting. If I'm doing well, hopefully, uh, you'll laugh mm-hmm. or you'll you'll be crying. Whatever. Yeah. I don't. It's really social. I gotta go. Hey, come on, do you like? I can't. <laughs> I oh no. Yeah. Um, so you can listen to this. No, um, what food have you uh, never eaten but you want to try? Ooh, what food have I never eaten that I want to try? Oof. I don't know. I did try chicken feet for the first time, and I thought, I've I will never, never ever have chicken feet. They are so gross looking and disgusting. Actually, weren't that bad. Really? Would I eat them again? Hell no. Where did you get chicken feet? Um... So I went to have dim sum in L.A. with my best friend, and um, 
she was like, yeah, chicken feet. And I was like, I'm going to try it anyways. So I tried it and I was like, oh, these are actually not that bad. And it's really flavorful. I would never do it again, though. Yeah. It was one time thing. But at least you did it. Yeah. At least I did it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what else I would want to try. I don't know. Yeah. I think frog legs would be mine. Ew. Yeah, I, I'm not see? judging you. No. Damn it. <laughs> We're not sharing a plate. Damn it. Son of a gun. Um, what are you currently worried about? What am I currently... Man, these are really hard questions. Well, when you didn't say anything fluffy, I deleted all the fluffy questions. <laughs> and I just it. went to super serious. <laughs> what am I super worried about? Um, I am worried about... Oof, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot and I can't think of anything. But, you know, honestly, like... Because I have so much anxiety, I worry every day about everything. Yeah. I worry about like parking my car and walking from my car to a door, like being parked at a stop sign, you know, and just so everything. Yeah. I guess everything is my answer. That's cool. my final answer. That works. That, that was uh, correct. I, I'm checking here, <laughs> and that was correct. Um, what is special about the place you grew up? What is special? The people, the culture. Yeah. Um, the people that make it what it is. So the people and the culture, they go yeah. hand in hand. So that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say, I don't know if you've even run into these people, and maybe I'm the unlucky one, but uh, <laughs> that are like, Phoenix sucks. What do you, So I. Do you do that? Oh gosh, There's it drives no culture me crazy. Phoenix. Yes. Like what do you. It absolutely drives me crazy when people say that. So what I do is in the nicest way possible, tell them they're wrong mm -hmm. and they can fuck off. Um, but Perfect. also... <laughs> First thing I do is punch them in the throat. <laughs> yeah, throat punch them. <laughs> but I try... I, what I do is I will say, have you been to this restaurant? It's um, uh, POC owned and it's local. And I, I direct them to places that, again, that I love and... Um, that are local businesses, local restaurants owned by people of color. So yeah. it's like, you think it sucks, but you need to go visit my friend over at this restaurant. Yeah. Check it out and you'll love it. Yeah. And so it's just directing them in different place, to different places that I'm sure they'll love as soon as they try it. Yeah. They better love can it. Can you name? I love food. Oh my gosh. So can you? Yeah. So my favorite place right Take now. Shit out right yeah. now. You're going to hear him typing. I'm going um, <laughs> to be me typing. Uh, La Piazza in downtown Phoenix is owned by Justin um, and his wife. Um, shoot, I can't remember her name. Dang it. Um, but it's such La a delicious okay. La Piazza. Mm -hmm. It's like First Street in Washington. It's amazing. Um, so right now that is like... I can go anywhere today for dinner. I'm going there. Yeah. They're closed on Sunday, so now I have to find a different restaurant. Um, <sighs> yeah, it. I love yeah. it. Cool, La Piazza. Take um, your wife there. I find a babysitter. Oh, that's the plan. Yeah. Because I, we figured out when if we go eat, we won't get to eat what we actually want because uh -huh. he'll be wow. Yeah. Um, or your food is cold. Or yeah. So exactly. <laughs> yes, you know. Um, so yeah, so it would have to be with a babysitter. Uh, so the last one, um, would you rather have uh, all traffic lights be green, like when you mm -hmm. pull up, or never be in line again? All traffic lights be green. That's my answer too. Shut up. Yeah, I hate traffic. People are stupid at driving. <laughs> 
at least whenever <laughs> I drive for some reason. Yeah. But that's, I left so early to get here because I get really anxious about being late yeah. to stuff. And um, that, that made me think of like when you were saying your therapist was late. Um, so I left super early and still somehow I got here <laughs> like at 129, 130 or whatever it was. And I go, damn, I'm fucking late. <laughs> And yeah. so yeah, I think the, the I have no patience, zero patience when it comes to driving. Zero. I can wait in a line all day. I'll stand there and wait for a hot dog, but I will not wait for the light to turn when the light turns red. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. So if I can just get all green lights, ugh, that would be me living my best life. That would be great. Yeah. Love I it. love that. Yeah. I especially hate uh, grocery lines. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, but my anger just gets up so high. Like when I'm in line and just there's people and then there's the whole thing of like the thing's not scanning so they go uh, price check and I go fucking Yes. Or when their debit card isn't working because the machine sucks. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had a Snickers. Like I just want to. Can I please Can do I the, just please pay for just, my candy bar? Yeah, please. Um, but thank you for doing this. <laughs> thank you this for was, inviting that was me. It. Hopefully it this was a lot easier term. than I thought it was going to be. See, I told there was nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah, I hope. it was just a Except conversation. Except for people like walking by. I'm, I'm really bad at people. There. Like, not bad, but I love people watching. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to just like not follow them as they're walking around. It's like, yeah. where are you doing? Where are you going? What's in your backpack? Yeah. <laughs> what book are you checking out? I know. It's always strange because I was I want to know what they're thinking as they pass by. Mm -hmm. and they go, what the fuck are they doing in there? Yeah. What's going on? Why do they um, have a blue microphone? Why do they have a blue microphone? Um, but thank you again. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for no. inviting me. I'm so glad I got to be a part of this. Yay. I will not be listening to this because I don't want to hear my voice. I, same but... as I. Uh, but I will pass <laughs> it on. Tell me how it goes. I, of course. <laughs> um, and could we ta awkwardly take a picture? Yes. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank cool. you.